grumpy and religious. Terrible, don't even ask. Just slaving for the father in my human nature. Life sucks. <laughs> don't even, don't even try to be happy around me. The happier you are around me, the angrier you make me and it's your fault. It's your fault that I'm so miserable because you're so happy all the time. <laughs> The dead always blaming the living for their problems. Is Jesus Christ our scapegoat? Are you kidding me? I see these people hurl abuse on the real living Lord Jesus, the King of Glory, the bright morning star, the author of life, every single day like it's all Jesus' fault. The whole world still blames Christ. It's true. If you notice that river of life coming out of the real believing Christians and the glory of God, Everyone around you just gets nasty. They either get nasty or they get happy. <laughs> There's only two real reactions to a true manifest son and daughter of the living God, a huius mature one who's overcome and conquered the world by the grace of the Lord Jesus. And not just grace, also truth. The law came through Moses. We've overcome the curse of the law through his cross, through his sacrifice, through his flesh and his blood. We're now in the new covenant of the grace and truth of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. It's a perfect covenant. It is total bliss. It's a feast. We keep the feast. It's called the love feast. And all the first century great awakening, the greatest awakening of all time, even greater than Azusa Street was the great awakening of Jesus Christ and John the Baptist and the Apostles and whoo, going and spreading the Gospel, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle to the Gentiles and all Asia Minor. I mean, how freaking thrilling. Ten million new converts to a new religion. We were pagans and now we're into this pale white Jesus on the cross. You know, now they weren't Roman Catholics until 325 A.D. They were just love feasts. Do you realize that was the true form of Christianity? Celebrating what he had done for them, saving them from their sins, living intoxicated on the blood of Jesus. Have you read the Odes of Solomon, the earliest Christian handbook? The Odes of Solomon are pure drunken glory. Pure as celebrational new wine. Celebrating his sacrifice. There's not one sad ode of Solomon in the earliest Christian hymn book. It's all just conquering, winning, rejoicing, life and life more abundantly, joy unspeakable and full of glory. So why why do I hang around all these miserable religious people that beat themselves up? What happened to us? I mean, this is a reasonable question, Christians. How did we get poor? How did we get nasty? How did we get like Satan, the accuser of the brethren, instead of Jesus, the defense attorney of the brethren? How did we get so backwards? Because even though we began in the Spirit, we tried to finish in our brains. It's called Galatians 3.1 Witchcraft. We got bewitched. It's true. I deal with it constantly.
Christianity apart from the river of life is pure insanity. We deal with it constantly. Mental illness is religion. I've had to deal with it because we're in ministry and there is so much mental illness because there's so much religion. Religion is mental illness. If you're willing to strap bombs on you and blow yourself up for your religion, I think there's probably a disease in your mind. If you're willing to murder your brother and sister, murder your own family members, heap and hurl abuse on them, not consider them your family anymore because now you're so high and mighty. That's this religious sin of Cain who murders his brother. The seed of Cain is the seed of the Pharisees. It goes way further back than just the Pharisees. Nothing new under the sun, trust me. Jesus had seen it long before he had to deal with Herod and the Pharisees. I mean, when Cain murdered his brother, religion entered the world. <laughs> it's true. Well, the Lord just checked me. He's like, before that, Brandon, when Eve did not believe that God had given her everything, and she thought maybe there was something more than what God had told her, and when she believed the serpent in the garden, that's when religion entered the world. Eve fully believed the serpent's report that God was hiding something from her. That's what's written in Genesis. Adam knew the devil was a liar, but he, he joined his wife in original sin, which was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the brain. Valuing the flesh more highly than the spirit is original sin. <laughs> Are we dealing with original sin in America right now? We've dealt with it in every Christian generation for 2,000 years. I mean, this is the final curse to be removed from America and worldwide. Right now, we're dealing with it. I tell you the truth. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, if you want to be a religious prophet. Thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is Lucifer's last stand. <laughs> that's, that's what God told me yesterday. The reason why... It, it's so intense in the brain and it's like the Garden of Gethsemane and the Great Tribulation and the pressure is so strong upon their brains that they can sweat blood and it's so freaking hard. I'm so sick of death and I'm so sick of dying and losing and sickness and disease and religion and beating myself up and being poor and all these curses. Yeah, you should be sick of it. It's called original sin. You know, I got so sick of it that I became a drunken glory addict and you know what? It works. I've been drinking so much. And it's an ever-increasing drinking. I Honestly, I wasn't as big of a drinker in 2008 as I am now. Now, I can drink like with the archangels. I can drink with Jesus Christ, the Messiah. But I couldn't drink that much way back then. I was, you know, it was just like a, what do they call that thing that you use in a sewing machine, Penny? A, a thumb... Thumb needle? Thumb, no, a thimble. A thimble. I was on the thimble. 
<laughs> Java, that's so drunk. <laughs> that's like Mike Tyson trying to say it. Thimble. What, what do you say, Mike? Symbol? Thimble. Symbol? Thimble. I was only a thimble drinker in 2008, and you know what? We were wasted. Woo! But I'll tell you what. You drink your way up the stairway of heaven. You drink yourself delivered of your human nature. You drink the river of life. See, it's river of Zoe, God's divine life, the king's life, God's lifestyle. It's not just like a religious thing. It's actually the lifestyle that Jesus Christ lives in heavenly Jerusalem as the king. It's the king's life. He's the king of glory. He's a real angelic being, and he's got celestial transfigured flesh. That's our God. That's the captain of angel armies and the leader of Joel's army that I'm talking to you about. I drink with him every day. <laughs> and you can too. Every time you drink the river of life, you're drinking his blood sacrifice. The life is in the blood. It's by faith and believing in him that you drink. And your faith grows like a mustard seed until the whole tree of life devours your hearts and your souls and your minds and your bodies and you're just a walking tree of life. Like the dude that Jesus prayed for that saw all men as trees. Jesus said, whoops, wrong dimension. We pray for him again. Spit on him, you know, maybe probably get up some of that nice Greek yogurt that was lodged in the back of his throat. You know, because they had a little too much hummus in there and spit right on his face. And then he saw. True story in the Bible. You know, spit and made, made uh, clay of the spittle in the King James Version. <laughs> you know why he did that? Because it was unclean. And he just wanted to destroy the religious bondage in Israel called the seed of the Pharisees. He finally allowed them to murder him, but he went to the cross willingly. But he allowed that seed that he constantly mocked and destroyed his whole three-year Holy Ghost ministry. He finally just said, Oh, really, God? I just totally destroyed them every day. Now you want me to surrender to these devils? These brood of vipers? These whitewashed tombs? These religious hypocrites? You want me to yield my body to them? To be murdered by them? Garden of Gethsemane reality. What a way to go. Just tortured by the people that you defeated. I mean, like, what kind of king does that? After defeating all your enemies and being just the high and mighty king riding in on the donkey, which means you're victorious over the war you've been fighting. That was the Jewish tradition. When you were winning at war, you'd ride in on a donkey and they'd laid down the palm trees. Jesus wasn't the first person to do that. Every king that came back from battle for 1,400 years did that. <laughs> when you win, that's how you show up in Jerusalem. So here's the victorious king of Israel, and then he's like, now, after I'm riding in on the donkey and the palm trees are laid down and everyone's shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, with their tambourines, they're dancing, you know, it's party time. Heaven on earth, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We could sack the Roman Empire. Pontius Pilate would just bow, because that's the captain of angel armies. He even bowed when he surrendered his life to the Pharisees, if you read the Bible. 
Pontius Pilate was like, Ooh, wash my hands of this guy. I don't want this guy's blood on me. <laughs> it's a powerful freaking dude right here. <laughs> you know, you, you might come back from the dead and haunt me. That's a different kind of dude, you know. Pontius Pilate had the fear of God before his eyes in the Bible. He was holier than the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were like the charismatic Christians back then. They believed in signs, miracles, wonders, angels, the resurrection. The Pharisees were not like these stiff-necked people. The Pharisees were like the charismatic Jews. They were like the heroes of Israel. And that's how wild and free Jesus was with his disciples and John the Baptist with his disciples. The Pharisees were not stiff-necked people. They were the charismatic church. <laughs> And I'm not saying that just because I'm making fun of charismatic church and Christianity today. It's true. It's freaking true, man. <laughs> Have you ever been around charismatic Christians? These people are freaking Pharisees. They don't care about just the river of life. It still forms. It's still legalism. It's still about debating. They're arguing over doctrines. They're arguing over signs and wonders. How many prophecies and words of knowledge did you enslave out on the streets of Redding, California today to please Bill Johnson? <laughs> Workers, not lovers. They haven't even entered the feast. The charismatic church of the entire world, let alone in America. I'm telling you, they're clueless. Is the charismatic church clueless? Are you so much better than them? No. I'm not better than them. My God is better than them. <laughs> My freedom is more free than them. That's for sure. And there's not a drop of rebellion in it. Zero rebellion. I don't mess around with Sodom. Sodom is spiritual rebellion. Egypt is spiritual religion. That's what I war against in the spirit every single day with my friends and family members first. And then outside that, into Judea, and then Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, because we've been broadcasting 38 million people reached the last four months, Red Letter Ministries, glory to God. I can't wait till it's a billion every year. A billion, a billion, a billion. We can do it, because it's broadcasting. We have many enemies, but listen, who freaking cares? This is the glory of God. We're not here to make friends. We're here to make brothers and sisters in a different seed line that is not human. We're here to get people in the river of life and out of Egypt and out of Sodom. We're here to get your families engrafted into the tree of life, the olive tree of Israel. And there is no salvation apart from the olive tree. The olive tree is just glorified in the Messiah now. This isn't a synagogue of Satan. We're not sorcerers. We don't practice magic arts. This is the Holy One of Israel and the Mighty One of Jacob, and His name is Jesus Christ. There is none other. He is the olive tree of Israel. The Holy One. <laughs> the Messiah. The King of Kings is the King of Israel and the King of all nations. As it's written, you are the glory of Israel and the light of the Gentiles. And now there is no separation between Jew or Gentile. Why do I have the Israeli flag? Because I am Israel. Galatians 6 says, you are Israel. 
to the Israel of God. Galatia? No wonder why the Jews stoned him to death. How many times beyond what he could even remember? It's like, how many times did he get stoned to death by the Jews? Over and over and over. How many times have we been stoned to death by the Christians in America? Over and over. The stones represent the accuser's words. The accuser Satan's words and his lies, his religious lies, his enslaving lies. Over and over and over until, you know, you're so continuously filleted by everyone's words who's still inside the kingdom of the great red dragon, the false prophet of the human brain, and the beast of animal flesh. You're so continuously abused by them that the only thing that remains by constantly being attacked is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And that's why I'm so consistent. This is not me. This is Jesus. This is Him crucified. This is the beauty of the Gospel. That we don't have to do it in our own strength. I am not reliant on my brain for any of this. Zero. From the very beginning. It's always been His Word. <laughs> Oftentimes audibly His visitation. Oftentimes physically. <laughs> and always going from glory to glory because that's the New Covenant. That is the only experience every Christian should ever have. Glory to glory and greater glory from the inside out. Out of your hearts proceeding rivers of creative glory. The uncreated light of Jesus, the Shekinah. And not just Shekinah, that's the brilliance. That's the bright brilliance, the Shekinah. Where it's so bright, the cherubim cover their eyes like this. Ah! blinding light oh my god but it's so intoxicating it gets me so high no high like the most high just thrilling feels good that's why it's called the garden of eden and not the garden of religious death the garden of eden the garden of pleasure the garden of joy enter the joy prepared for you he endured the cross for the joy now there is only joy to be feasted upon in his victory Outside of his river of life is only death and hell. But I tell you the truth, we will restore Christianity to the river of life as it was in the first century Great Awakening worldwide. Because that's the only thing the anointings on. There's demonic anointings on religion. There's demonic anointings on all these liars out there and Satan's puppets and Satan's cavemen. <laughs> so we have been baptized. Amen. Because we're going against the devil. We're going against his minions. There are so many prophets of Baal, is what they represent in Scripture. These lying religious people, these lying rebellious people, these brood of vipers, these dead, <laughs> are like the prophets of Baal. And we're up here, what is that, Mount Carmel and Elijah. You know, it's just caramel. It's like a big sundae. I love caramel. Hot caramel on my vanilla ice cream. Sebastian Joe's every day. I don't care if I have acne. You know, I eat pizza almost every single night. Who cares? It's just the flesh. What matters is that my spirit rejoices in that pizza. My spirit rejoices in that vanilla ice cream. And my spirit rejoices in that caramel. In the spirit of Elijah. Because it is total joy. I mean, this thing is so much fun, it's thrilling. 
The prophets of Baal on that religious mountain where you beat yourself up, you know, they cut themselves and they're fasting and praying and try to work heaven to earth and there's all this God outside minded witchcraft. It's death. I mean, they ended up just getting thrown in the pit if you read the Bible because that's where their source of religiosity and their satanic Christianity came from. It came from Satan. <laughs> and Elisha was so sick and tired of dealing with these liars that he'd just make fun of them. He was totally fed up with them. You get to a breaking point where you so don't care in the spirit of prophecy that you just, everything that comes out of you is so powerful. Just sitting in the locker room today and just, I don't even know what I said. It just came out and this dude stood up and got so offended, was freaking out on me. I'm like, I had to like back up and be like, what did I even just say to make you like this? Oh, it's just the glory of God and you're a human being and the human nature is satanic. <laughs> Not redeemable. Be crucified with Christ. He crucified your human nature. So you're not on Mount Carmel. That you're a spirit of Elijah. That you're an angelic spirit, a new creature in Christ with the spirit of Moses on the mountain of transfiguration. You're a new creature, a river creature, a living being, a living soul, a son of God, a divine race of beings that were born of the Spirit, not born of flesh. Otherwise, we wouldn't need to be born again. What the heck is going on here? It's like all the born again people are like, where is the born of the Spirit people? Because that's what John chapter 3 says. You've been born of the flesh, Nicodemus, but now you need to be born of the Spirit. <laughs> when you're born of the Spirit, that means you grow as a spirit being. 2 Corinthians 5.17 calls it a new creature, and it's 100% dependent on the river of life, the same exact experience of Jesus of Nazareth. Hebrews chapter 1, that's why he's not ashamed to call us his brothers and sisters, because we've been born of the same spirit that conceived him in Mary's womb. Born of the Holy Spirit. I mean, is there any other kind of Christianity? Yes, there's like a hundred thousand different types and they're all demonic fakes. <laughs> Unless you're born of the Spirit, you're not even a Christian. <laughs> you must be born of the Spirit and be from above and not from below. The only way Satan can beat all these Christians up so bad in America, and there's like at least 25 million speaking in tongues Christians in America. I've traveled everywhere in the USA, everywhere in North America, Canada, Alaska, Florida, New York, everywhere. We just, in the Caribbean, everywhere. <laughs> and it's the same thing everywhere. Bewitchment. There's 25 million speaking in tongues. There's Pentecostals in Manhattan. I went to a Pentecostal church in Manhattan. The founder of Minnesota, not Minnesota Teen Challenge, New York Teen Challenge. Teen Challenge, founded in New York City. Their main church is in Manhattan. It's right down from Wall Street. I mean, right there. And just the Mecca of Babylon the Great. So why don't we just have a great awakening in New York? We have so many Pentecostals, 25 million Pentecostals speaking in tongues, Holy Ghost-filled Christians. Because there's a lot more growing up to do in your new creature in Christ's nature than just speaking in tongues and going to church. <laughs> you got to do it 
outside the four walls of the church. You got to become Jesus. In this world, we are Jesus. Anything less than living the life of Jesus is below God's standard for our lives, and it's not hard. It's the easy and light way. Resisting it, resisting the Holy Spirit is why it's so hard for us. I deal with Christians every day that are so bewitched in their brain that they just resist the Holy Spirit, thinking that the Holy Spirit is just being mean or you know, too, going too far, eccentric. That's just your charismatic personality. No, it's the living God's personality. It's Jesus Christ's personality. It's the Lion of the tribe of Judah and the chief warring king of the armies of the living God's personality. <laughs> and I think you better wake up in your mind by the waters of life. Amen? Because it's so much fun. Living is so much better than feeling dead all the time. All we ever needed to do is repent of all of our Egyptian religion and Sodom rebellion and get in the river of life and be glorified as a grace gift. <laughs> There's no life apart from the river. And it flows from His throne and you rise from the dead in the river of life. I live in the clouds. I mean, I live so high in the Spirit, people don't even know it's possible. People misunderstand me continuously because they don't understand my spiritual elevation on the top of Mount Carmel, on the top of Mount Zion. I'm just throwing words down from up here, having overcome the world, burying the seven marks on my body of a true overcomer. You know, just the leader of Joel's army, predestined for day 1981, so I can show all my brothers and sisters that I love perfectly in every nation, tribe, and tongue how to overcome and be in heavenly Jerusalem on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, it's the funnest thing. That's why we broadcast. That's why we have 38 million in four months. Because this thing needs to go viral and global because the army of the Lord is here. And they need to be trained because they're super deceived. Super deceived. Even the ones that have a little revelation don't have much. I mean, Babylon the Great has beat the hell out of these people. And it's bad out there. I mean, it, woo! The things we deal with, I mean, just the mental illness. You know, instead of donations, you know, it's literally, we've had four letters in our P.O. box. That's it, just four. Two of them have been sweet donations. We get some good donations sometimes, but it's rare, honestly. Less than 1% of our viewer audience even donates. <laughs> I don't care, whatever. It's on your conscience, not mine. But in our P.O. Box, just to demonstrate how weird people are out there and mentally ill, we got dirty sawdust as a donation from California. Instead of a donation of money, they send me nasty sawdust. Like, like what kind of mind, what place is a mind at when you can send someone dirty sawdust in a Ziploc inside a letter with two stamps on it, like, this is all I have, you know, the sawdust in my backyard. I just want to reach out and connect with you, Brandon, in any way possible. You know? <laughs> that person from Iowa today was excited. Yay, a donation. I go and open it, and it's two pages of conspiracy theory notes of things I should be afraid about. I just was like, oh God. I just look at Betty, I'm like, the mental illness of religion in America is so severe. I've been through the mental wards. I've walked through them as a minister of the gospel, you know. <laughs> as a graduate of Bible college, I've had to deal with mental illness every day of ministry for 11 years straight. And it's always the same. 
It's always the spirit of religion. Every single one of those people in the mental wards like, I'm Jesus, I'm the Apostle Paul, and Bible this, and there'll be scripture this, and Jesus the... And it's like everyone there is mentally ill because of religion. Like 100%. And if it's not Christian religion, it's Muslim religion, or Buddhist religion, or Hindu religion, or New Age religion, but it's all religion. And it's every mental institute in the whole world. <laughs> when will you get into the river of life and learn there's nothing outside this river? I'm telling you, like a John the Baptist, the river of life needs to be your permanent destination. Never get out. If you get out of this river of life to the left, it's just spiritual Egypt. To the right, it's just spiritual Sodom. It's all death and hell. It's all Satan and his angels. It's all lies. You might have a little pleasure in spiritual Sodom for a season. Next thing you know, it's ball and chain brain. You're a full-blown addict. Alcohol is killing you, stealing you, destroying your family. Heroin, crack, meth, whatever. Even marijuana. Just come on, get in the river. Get high in the Mosai. Get high on holiness. Get high on the love of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit reality of salvation. Lord, restore the joy of every Christian's salvation in America. Drown them in grace. Drown them in wine. Let the river of life overflow through our hearts and minds in a full release of full spiritual stature and penetrate everyone everywhere so they can know Jesus Christ and Him crucified and be healed in all of their hearts and minds. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to support this ministry, we stopped advertising because we just don't have the funds. It costs $1,000 to even reach like 50,000 people in America. So I just stopped. We can't afford it. Donations have been awful this month. Literally several thousand less this month than last month. And so I just, you know, letting God do His thing and let Him deal with our viewers and deal with our partners and raise up new partners. We need your support. We're literally discipling everywhere. We can do tremendous works with your financial support. Pray about it. Ask the Holy Spirit and just obey the Holy Spirit in the river of life. God loves cheerful givers. It is written. Redlettermen.com, free schools. Watch us on uh, YouTube. We're also on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Facebook is really cool. What's the other one? Periscope. We're on all social media. All of it. There's links to it. Join the RLM Facebook group. There's discussions from people from all over the planet on there. People sharing testimonies, people sharing their victories, people that need prayer. Come into the RLM group and just talk, say something, introduce yourself. The link is on our website, redlettermen.com. And be blessed. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.